Hey, yo, say hello to the back guy, Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Gold Gold Centro. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host, the outlaw of the IWC. Don't piss me off. The Trey Dog. All right, everybody, good evening. Welcome to TNA Chat Live here on the SNS Radio Network. Just three days, count them, one, two, three days away from TNA's final pay-per-view of the year, final resolution. And tonight on Impact, we had some matches added to final resolution. Everybody was panicking, going ape shit nuts. There's only four matches and, you know, but tonight, yes, I felt it was a little rushed, but they did add some matches. It's turned it into a decent card. Very, very interesting. Um, I have some TNA news I want to go over tonight, um, including some re-signings. Obviously, tonight, Velvet Sky returned. Yes, I know the trade dog is going crazy, as was I. Uh, glad she's back. There's some questions, and I wanted to get into this tonight about Jeff Hardy, about whether he's going to resign or not, what's going to go on with him. Eric Young resigning with TNA. I'm glad for that. I think that, um, you know, that's good that Eric Young is going to keep being around. I could do without him having that, those stupid, you know, knockout tag team titles. I, I, I don't know. We advanced some things with aces and eights tonight. Um, and of course, once again, we finalized the card for this pay-per-view. With that being said, I'm going to move on into that. But before I do, I want to hear from you guys tonight. Email me at TNA chat live at SNS radio network.com or 
call in because now the phone lines, they are open. Call now to talk TNA live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. So what we have this Sunday is we have Bobby Roode versus Jeff Hardy for the TNA World Heavyweight title. And that segues into a news item, the very latest on Jeff Hardy's TNA future. Now, according to the Wrestling Observer, there remains uncertainty in TNA as to whether or not Jeff Hardy will re-sign with the company after his contract expires in March. The feeling is that while Hardy could obviously make more money and be in a bigger spotlight if he returned to WWE, his body is pretty banged up and he is guaranteed a main event spot in TNA, which would make re-signing with them more attractive in the long term. You know what? I'm going to put it out there. Put the belt on Rude. If this guy doesn't put something in ink by Sunday, put the belt on Rude. Don't wait. I know Jeff Hardy's hot. I know he's your merchandise seller. I understand all of that. But if you don't have confidence that this guy is going to be with the company in the long term, you're playing a dangerous, dangerous game keeping the title on him. That's my opinion. It needs to come off or he needs to put something on paper before Sunday. I mean, come on. You know, you, you have to be able to know that investing in someone long term is worth it. You put Jeff Hardy over Bobby Roode without any final decision on this contract thing and you've, you're making a huge mistake. One final time, we're going to have Christopher Daniels versus AJ Styles. I hope it is the final time. Uh, this has always been an awesome match. I have no problem seeing it again. But I think after the pay-per-view, they need to stick to their promise and make this one last time. But in any event, looking very forward to that match. Mickey James versus Tara for the knockouts title. Ah, hmm. Mickey just came back. You know, I've never agreed with just giving someone a title shot without them having to, quote unquote, reclimb a ladder. But the match is going to be top notch. So that's a positive. We, you know, these gals can go. Matt Morgan and Joey Ryan are going to go up against Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez for them tag team titles. And I don't know. You know, Matt Morgan and Joey Ryan, I'm liking what they're doing to some extent. Joey Ryan, awesome on the mic. I think he's he's a good fit with Matt because Matt has never been the greatest talker in the world. Joey's pretty damn good. Uh, I like his whole bringing sleaze back, his attitude, you know, his demeanor. I like the character. So I'm not sure. I'm thinking Chavo and Hernandez to retain, but we'll have to see. We've got Samoa Joe, Garrett Bischoff, Kurt Angle, and Briscoe against any four members of Aces and Eights. Basically, they came out tonight, called out Aces and Eights, 
And I have a feeling that we're going to have a reveal of another Aces and Eights member this Sunday. Now, rumors have been flying all around that it's Briscoe. I can see that. Something's going to happen in this match. But we'll have to wait and see. Kenny King versus RVD for the X Division title. Tonight, obviously, Kenny King got the right to face RVD for the X Division title. I'm looking for that to be a great match. And finally, another match we added tonight is Bully Ray versus Austin Aries. Now, the lead-up to this match was interesting. Basically, Bully Ray and Aries wanted to go at each other. And at first, Hulk Hogan was very reluctant to make this match happen. Bully Ray comes out, tells Hogan, listen, you know, I want to go out and kind of, you know, defend her honor. And Hogan, of course, is still pissed at Bully Ray because he's going with Hogan Jr., meaning Brooke. And Aries, of course, was very vocal last week on Brooke. Basically, called her everything but a slut. So, I mean, you know, you look at this. Here's the card. It's laid out. We have right now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. We might get an extra match thrown in there. And we might get an extra voice on this show because we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Hey, what's up, Bronx? It's Latino718. What's up, bro? Oh, not much. Uh, you know, it was a good edition of Impact tonight. You know, it was good. Um, a few things I want to talk about before we talk about the pay-per-view. Um, there was a couple of matches that were good. Um, I actually enjoyed the three-way ex- exhibition match with uh, Kenny King, Kid Cash, and uh, Zima Ion. I thought Kid Cash looked pretty good, you know. I thought he, he worked uh, very well with both Ion and King. And um, I'm kind of surprised Kenny King already won the match, not only that winning the match, but also getting the title shot uh, for the pay-per-view on Sunday. So it should be interesting to see that match between him and Van Damme. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, I thought it was it was interesting. I mean, they're pushing this guy pretty fast, pretty hard. Do I think he's going to win the title? I'm going to say mm-hmm. doubtful, you know. But we'll have to see. But, yeah, I, I didn't think it was a bad go-home show myself. One thing I, I did hate, and it's, it's been going on for the last couple of weeks, uh, Jeff Hardy's, like, his inner thoughts that we keep hearing, oh. I'm, I'm sick of it. It is so ridiculous to just see this on, on TV. No, I'm going to agree with you there. I, I, I think it's fucking stupid. I mean, this is one thing that I can do without, you know, hearing this guy's inner thoughts. I mean, come on. It's live TV. You know, don't do not do stupid shit. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I was glad to see you Velvet back. You know, it's great to see her back on TV and everything. But um, I don't know. I just got a feeling that this might sound crazy, but I feel... I just have a feeling that she might be a part of Aces and Eights. I just have a feeling that that could happen next year. Man, yeah, I could, I could see that. Maybe getting a female involved, definitely. See how, how I would do it, and, and I hadn't thought of that at all. 
is during your women's matches, I'd have a bitch in a mask come out and start attacking the women and make it known she's an Aces and Eights member without, you know, a quick reveal and maybe lead up to that. I don't know where they'd go with it, but that's that's an interesting thought. Well, we'll see what happens, but <clears throat> but anyways, um, the main event I I thought it was a you know a solid main event, but um, uh, I think the only thing that that bothered me was uh, the way it ended with uh, Styles and and Storm just arguing with uh, oh I should get I should be I should be in the match no I should be in the match and then Jeff Hardy's like fuck this I'll take the match you know he does his thing wins the match and Styles and Storm just still arguing as Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Just takes the win, and it, it took them so long um, for both of them to realize that Jeff Hardy was getting his ass handed to him by aces and eights. It took like what a, a minute before Storm gets in. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're, they're making it. You know, right now it's all about Jeff Hardy, and it's all about you know they're they're pulling this angle where AJ just doesn't have confidence in himself, and you know that's where we're going with it, and he's kind of pissed off at the world. My problem is. Adding AJ is another heel makes, and I mentioned this, I mentioned this, I believe it was on Facebook. It makes TNA a little too heel heavy right now. I mean, if you look at it, you've got a ton of heels, and in my opinion, not enough baby faces to even it out. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. Yeah, you got too many heels. You know, you got the whole Ace and Eight thing. You got Rude going around. You have Aries. And you know, it, it's a lot of heels and less faces. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, it's not like we haven't seen this before. You know, it's been done everywhere. So, I mean, we're just we're just gonna wait and see what happens. Uh, two things before I I go. Um, I like how uh, how Rude paid off Aces and Ace to attack Jeff Hardy. Um. I didn't put that in my mind when we first saw that the first segment with uh, one of the leaders. Uh, he had like a wad of cash on him, and I didn't realize that I didn't put two and two together. And uh, I thought that was pretty smart for Bobby Roode to put on a hit on Hardy. I thought that was pretty smart on his part. Yeah, and it makes Aces and Eights look like even bigger thug pieces of shit because they're willing to take money to jump somebody. It also indirectly involves Bobby Roode with Aces and Eights without actually putting him in the faction. I agree. I like that. I, I thought that was that was a good good thing to do because, you know, hell yeah. If you're fighting a guy this Sunday in three days, why not have somebody weaken him and take, him, take his ass out? And like I said, <sighs> Jeff, you don't want to put paper to fuck, you know, ink to fucking paper. You got to lose that belt. And mm -hmm. I'm actually hoping Bobby Roode gets that title this Sunday. If, I mean, look, if tomorrow Jeff Hardy signs a new contract, I would say make him retain because he is your top guy in the company right now. If he's not willing to do that and he's still indecisive, you know what? Sorry, brother. Belt got to come off. When does this contract expire? Does it expire around March or something? Well, I'll tell you right now. Yes, it expires March of 2013. I don't have the exact date. But you're talking, I mean, of course, if the world doesn't end, you're talking, what, four months? I mean, come on, you know. Time's, time's getting thin on you. Well, there's still enough time between now and then. Um, uh, 
as much as I would like, I would like to see Rude get the belt back. I just don't see it happening right now. So I'm gonna go with Hardy retaining for Sunday. Well, it should be a good match regardless. Last thing, uh, did you see this promo that that aired um, twice on the show with this um, what was it like one three thirteen? I think it was. Yeah, something like one three thirteen. They will swim in their own blood. They will do this. They will do that. And JJ mentioned in the chat room, in fact, that he's thinking it's for Sting. And I kind of agree. And I kind of totally disagree with doing this again. I mean, yo, two twenty one eleven or whatever that shit was a few years uh. ago, and you know, ten fifteen twelve or whatever the fuck. I mean, yeah. look. It's, I hate when they overuse shit in wrestling. You know, if you've got 10 years in between it, I believe it was Jim Cornette that said you can reuse a good wrestling angle, like something like every eight years. But I mean, come on, you know, this does nothing for me. I really don't give a shit. I forgot all about it until you mentioned it. So kudos to you. Well, I'm going to have to agree with JJ as well, because when I first saw this, I thought to myself, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I I knew it, it was for Sting because it's obvious he's coming back to take revenge for, for what Aces and Eights did to him. But you know what? I guess the only difference is we don't get some kind of like uh, like haunted house type promo. We get like a post apocalyptic thing going on here, and I don't know. Do you think we might get like a, a new Sting now after seeing this? Because that's what I'm looking at right now. Well, what I'm hoping that they're not planning on doing is like kind of rehashing the way it went down in WCW. The way it went down in WCW was the NWO completely broke down, you know, blonde surfer sting, as we call him. And he was gone for a while and he came back as the crow sting, which worked beautifully in WCW. I mean, I'm not in any way shitting on that angle. One of my favorite angles of all time. But what I'm thinking is maybe they're going to have Sting come back and say, you know, the world did end for me on whatever date that, you know, Doc beat him down with the hammer. And maybe he comes back as kind of this renegade against aces and eights. I hope they don't do that. But I can't think of anyone else that one three thirteen could could who that could be for, you know? Yeah, I agree. And to be honest, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to see this when it does happen. It's it's like, well, I know who it is, so it's not going to be a big deal to me. But, you know, you know, it is what it is. Well, that's about it. Um, but before I go, I got to say, Bronx, uh, you did your thing on Tuesday with your freestyle. And I got I to gotta say, man, you did your thing, and I got to give you props. You had some real flow on you. Thanks, man. You know, I, I had a good time, and... You know, I, I said it in the chat room. We said it Monday, and and I'll give him his his props. You know, kudos to Anthony for having the balls to show up. He did show up. He did put something down on paper. So I give the guy credit. But at the end of the day, oh man, is he nursing a sore butthole? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. But you know, I'll talk to you next time and keep doing what you're doing, man. All right, Latino man, pleasure as always. You take care of yourself. All right, you too. Take it easy. All right, good night. Okay, there we go. Latino 718 signing off. That opens up the lines for someone else to call in. Please do call in or send me an email. Uh, I want to hear some opinions. 
because tonight, I mean, you know, they, you know, I have a bit of a problem with adding matches like right before the pay-per-view. And I don't care what company does this. I think you should have your matches laid out at least a week before the pay-per-view. And it goes for both companies, you know. Um, I, I'm not upset about the matches that they added for tonight. Uh, I think that that some of them are really good. I, I look forward to Bully Ray versus Austin Aries because I want to see how it fits into the storyline. Kenny King versus RVD. That's going to be a, just in itself a great match. And, you know, having those matches added, you know, we're, we're again, three days before the pay-per-view. I just, I, I, I don't know. You want people to buy your pay-per-view, get them excited about it as early as possible. The thing I especially hate is them adding matches at the fucking event. Both companies do this. Yeah, it's okay for a surprise, but when you're laying out 35, 40 bucks, you want to know what you're getting into. What exactly am I getting into? Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Uh, this is your victim from Tuesday. <laughs> so you have entered the zone again because I am the walrus. Okay, Paul Heyman. <laughs> Best right. in the world, man. Uh, uh, first off, I gotta say, Impact was okay tonight. It was like somewhat hit, hit and miss, but nothing too bad. But I gotta say, why in the hell did they give Devon the belt? Yeah, I was gonna get into that. I mean, man, I just, God damn it, I'm I'm a big Samoa Joe Mark, man. I like Joe, and why the fuck? I, I agree with you there. Because Samoa Joe was making the belt mean something again. And they go, uh, isn't it our hottest thing right now? Uh, let's give him the belt. I'm like, oh, dear God. Couldn't I just give him the tag belt instead? At least that would be something. Yeah, but the problem with even that is, you know, is Devon going to come out and defend it every week? Being part, uh, part of Aces and Eights? No, I don't think so. And again, that is the purpose of your fucking TV title, that it should be defended every week. Devon, I don't see him doing that. He's going to be in Aces and Eight segments. He's going to keep, you know, touting the fact that he has this goddamn belt, but he's not going to defend it. It's going to be defended at pay-per-views only, probably. And that is not what a TV title is about. I just got to say, why not did that... And I'm okay with them doing the eight-man tag. Most likely we're going to see at least one or two members reveal themselves. So that could be something. But as you said, this pay-per-view is kind of like, okay, they just put it together. And they're waiting just to get the lockdown, I believe. Well, I mean, you know, some positive news. And, and if we mention this on WNL, in one of our news stories, yes, they are going down next next year to 10 pay-per-views. That's a step in the right direction. An even bigger step would have been eight pay-per-views. I'd have had no problem with that. But again, you're right. This pay-per-view is, is 
the buildup has been kind of like, eh, you know, there, there's a pay-per-view this Sunday. Am I looking forward to it? Yeah. But, you know, is it like, do they put a lot of effort into making you excited about it? No. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, they're waiting for lockdown because I think that's when Crowley's going to come to America, America again. So, oh, Chris, come here. We got to make it special. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he's going to get his squid and his hotel room and whatever else and probably going to, you know, take credit for uh, Magnus getting taken out, you know. Unless so, the one three thirteen is Magnus returning to come after Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's I mean, yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah, most likely it's Sting's return, but what happens if it's like, say, Abyss, and he comes back with um, James Mitchell? That'll be something different. See, now you know, again, I got to give you your props. I didn't even think of that. Abyss, I doubt it, but it would be cooler than Sting, because this has been done already with Sting. So if it was like Abyss, like you said, I'll admit it, I would mark out for that. And I would give TNA the biggest kudos in the world and say, I'm sorry. But I got to, you know, again, JJ mentioned it and and Latino mentioned it. I think it's going to be Sting. And I think for me, that's going to be like, oh, again, you know. But if it was Abyss, yeah, I agree. For me, that would be bigger. Yeah, and... um what was your thoughts about how they explained why Al Snow wasn't there on last week's show? You said he was, some reason he was knocked out when he came to was in the hospital without any wallets or phone. Like, really, that's what you're going with? I don't know. I mean, initially, I thought it would be like an aces and eights thing. I, I was going to bring this up in a little bit. But being you mentioned it, yeah, let's talk about it. You're right. I mean, it's like, um, he, oh, you know, I woke up and uh, I didn't know where I was and, you know, uh, I didn't have my wallet and whatever. And <sighs> he, was, he was attacked by the ghost of Pepper, the former dog. <laughs> no, what I was just thinking, the reason I stopped is because everybody and their mother, their father, their sister, their brother, thinks Briscoe is going to be part of Aces and Eights. <laughs> Wouldn't it be some sh- What if it turned out it was Al Snow? No, he doesn't look like the bill for the guy that has the wild hair. It looks like um, Briscoe, because every time we've seen him, he had his hair um, in a pink tail. He's never let it loose. Well, I mean, I, I think what enhances this is you've got, all right, you've got Kurt Angle. He's coming out and telling everybody that Wes Briscoe is like, you know, he's my new young guy. He's my boy. You know, Kurt has really, really put it out there that he's a big fan of this guy. He's, you know, put him over. And and kudos to Kurt for doing that, because I think Briscoe is actually a, a good talent. I, I, I like him. And for Kurt to come out and put him over, it would be awesome. It would if Briscoe ends up fucking over Kurt Angle after all Kurt has done for him, and then maybe we move into a little bit of an Angle-Briscoe kind of feud. I think that could work. I think that's the direction that they go in. But this Al Snow thing throws kind of like a monkey wrench into everything. Like, what? You know, what the fuck? What's up with Al Snow? Yeah, 
Yeah, but if it's going to be anybody from the backstage or production group, it's going to be D'Lo, I believe. D'Lo was really... Okay, so I'll go in. I'll take his place. And he was well, the deciding vote. Well, let me throw this at you and see if it sticks. Let's say that Al Snow comes to find out when Briscoe does turn that Briscoe knew somehow that Al Snow wasn't going to vote him in and took him out and replaced him with D'Lo. That's true. But you are talking about enhancements. Let's talk about Velvet Sky coming back. Good damn. I'm like, holy fucking Luyah. TNA did something smart and brought her back. Oh yeah, she's she's fucking still the hottest thing I think I've, you know, Trey had said it. Her and AJ Lee are definitely the two hottest chicks in wrestling right now. Me, I'm gonna concede. I know I will never be able to even fantasize about Velvet Sky as long as the Trey Dog is alive. So I'm calling out AJ Lee. I'm making her my new future ex-wife, but. At the end of the day, Velvet, she's hot. Damn right. Um, but I'm saying they, I won't be surprised if they have Mickey James win the bell and they can re- restart that whole feud that was tempted with her and Velvet Sky with Mickey becoming the heel. Hmm. That was the plan before Velvet left. Yeah, it could happen. It definitely could happen. Um,. So, in other words, you're saying that you think Mickey James gets that belt Sunday? Yeah, because what has Tara done with it since she won it? Nothing. Not shit. You're right. Oh, you're and, right. Uh, yeah, and um, when it comes to Jeff Hardy, he if he doesn't sign with WD, I mean, with TNA again before, let's say January, let him keep the belt for the, this pay per view. Okay, but by January, if he doesn't sign it. Get the belt off him. Do some like special show, and then I'm lose it there. See, I'm losing to somebody, and then that's it. See, you're more forgiving than I am. I wouldn't even give the motherfucker. I, I would. I would tell him now. All right, fuck the next pay per view. My thing is, and then you know, TNA needs to get their shit together from a business standpoint. Okay, call me a hard ass, but I tell you now, I would have told you a month ago. Listen, I need to know what you're doing, okay? I don't want to hear any shit about, oh, I'm not decided yet. Bitch, make your decision or I will make it for you. I wouldn't even wait till next month. I would do it right fucking now. Jeff Hardy, you don't want to resign. We're taking the title from you. And we're going to use you to put motherfuckers over until March. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're talking... Yeah, Hardy's all talking. Um, you're all talking to Hardy. Said he snapped his finger. Said, "Hey, hey, listen! No inner monologue. You listen to me now." And but you're gonna have to decide. Yeah, by January, I'm saying because hey, KNA that Devon keep the TV bell until they let him go previously. So it's not uncommon for them to do that. Well, I mean, you're talking about your world title. I mean, the TV belt. Okay, that's one thing. This is your world title. And yeah, Jeff Hardy is over. And and don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on Jeff Hardy here, folks. I like Jeff Hardy. I'm proud of him. I got a lot of respect for what he's done in cleaning himself up. I'm proud of this motherfucker. I'd like it. It is in the monologues. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) other than the monologues. 
But I'd like him to resign with TNA. I'd like him to stay with TNA. He generates money for them. And, you know, I'm not shitting on him as far as anything that he's done in the ring or as a character. But I'm shitting on him from a point where, look, make up your fucking mind. Just say, I'm going to try to go back to WWE. You know, sorry, guys. Or if you're broken down like that news story says he is and you know you you need a lighter schedule i think from an emotional standpoint from a guy who's had a, a lot of demons in his past tna is a lot less stressful than working for wwe if i were him i'd sign one more contract stay with tna for another two three years then maybe when you really know you've got your shit together yeah i'd love to see him in wwe for a final run but I don't think that time is now. I think he he should stay with TNA, and let's see what happens, man. Yeah, but with WWE standard, with people who um are let's say not clean cut a little bit behind the in real life, with Jeff Hardy's previous record, I don't think they're going to bring him back or at least put him up main event stuff. Unless they want to redo that thing with Punk. After that, that's it. What else can you really do? Well, the kids love him. I mean, you put him back on SmackDown. I mean, you know, SmackDown. Well, kids are audible. Yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, look, has Randy Orton really become the, the, the face on SmackDown to the level that Jeff Hardy was at the time? No way. Okay? You've got Cena on Raw. You've got Orton on SmackDown, who, to me, just, I like Orton. I think he makes a better heel. Jeff Hardy's that kid-friendly you know, and, and let me tell you this right now before I let you go. Vince McMahon is a fucking businessman, okay? The day that Bret Hart set foot in a WWE ring again, I knew Vince was all about business. And he's willing to let the shit Jeff did slide. They'll keep a close eye on him. But the bottom line is, if he can sell T-shirts, face paint, fucking snuggies or whatever the hell these guys sell vince will take him back like that so yeah i have no doubt i just don't think his time to go back to wwe is right now but we'll see we'll keep an eye on it yeah Hardy needs to stay in tna i think just go there because he can have a lighter stand and do continue doing this weird makeup he's been doing i mean come on he looked like a smurf yeah i mean he like came out to mentioned yeah, I was like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he was smurfed out tonight, baby. And well, like um, the girl smurf after freaking being around with all the guys, he had some bite on him. And can we please, 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 TNA, get rid of one of those fucking belts, preferably the ugly one. I mean, this this guy coming out with two belts, that just, I don't know, it gnaws at me. Get rid of one of them, okay? There's one world title. My God, you know, we, we don't need this shit. Yeah, so I'm going to end this call just saying, heck, you killed me on the rap last, um, this Tuesday. No hard feelings, because hell, <laughs> that's how it happened, so. Well, cool, and man. Can't cool. Wait. Yeah. Go on. And can't, can't wait to see what you do for the interview. That's it. If you guys are going to do the show, so that's pretty much it. Uh, I'll elaborate on that by uh, around the end end of tonight's show. So stay tuned. I'll, I'll let everyone know what's going to go on Sunday, somewhat. 
because I'm not totally damn sure myself. But we'll we'll work out something. It's the last year. Yeah, because no way in hell I can co-host with you because, man, we get canceled before the damn first match starts. Well, we'd get canceled as soon as I announced it because, you know, J.J. would change the passwords on the stream and then we'd be totally fucked. All right, so I'm going to call now. See ya. Right. Take care. Uh, the timing the timing works out perfectly because I have run out of cigarettes and need to get up and get one or I'm going to become a very angry host tonight. I need to smoke. With that being said, I'm going to take our commercial break right now and I'll be back right after these brief words from our sponsors with more of TNA Chat Live right here, only here, no other place but here on the SNS Radio Network. Get ready to fly. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and actually, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Kiss your boots if you can do it! Woo! 
That's it, pretty boy. It's on now. We got a 22 deuce. That's a domestic disturbance over at Southern Cordala Street. This has been a day in the life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Cowboy. Cowboy. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west. Oh, yeah, baby. Back here on TNA Chat Live. I won't even get into the conversation that I just had. Suffice it to say, it's one of those behind the scene things that you guys will never hear and thank the dear Lord for that. For anyone who wants to email us, once again, live at snsradionetwork.com. The phone lines remain open. And speaking of open, someone's wallet is apparently going to be open. Now, we talked about this on Wrestling News Live, but a little more has come up on this since Wrestling News Live about Ric Flair. Obviously, Ric Flair is getting a divorce. And his wife, Jacqueline Fleer, claims in court documents she's been a faithful and dutiful wife. Husband has had numerous intimate relationships with other women during his parties to the embarrassment and humiliation of the wife. Ric Flair, whose name, of course, is Richard Fleer, Fleur? I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, Fleur, I believe it is, and Jacqueline Fleur, were married in November of 2009. So we're knocking past the door of three years. May I butt in here real quick? Yes. You pronounce it the same way his characters pronounce. It's Flair. Uh, I believe it's Fleur. It's spelled F-L-H-I-E-U-R, but it's pronounced the same as F-L-A-I-R. So wait a minute. So let let, let me get this straight. You... And the fucking retarded imbecile idiots outside my building decided to chime in 
and you're here to correct me on the pronunciation of someone's last name. I'm here to help you, not to correct you. Really? Yes. So, I mean, it was like when I mispronounced, what was, what was the other word that drove you apeshit nuts? Cole coxing? I don't honestly remember, but if I was here to correct you, I would have played the buzzer. Now, wouldn't I? Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to stop playing with your knobs, you know, like we talked about. I mean, I, I can't have that. We already discussed that. My knobs don't work. I mean, you know, I, I can't I can't <laughs> sit here and do a show and thinking about you playing with knobs. I mean, that's... Well, then think about playing with your own knob. Make it simple for yourself. Anyway, it is pronounced flair. It's just spelled differently. And I will go silent now. Bye. Well, thank you. Brass Eye coming on and... Let's see, where was I? Oh, yeah. Ric Flair, meanwhile... <laughs> this... Guys, it, it just doesn't get any better. Owes taxes to the federal and state government. He has a federal tax lien of, now write this number down because I'm going to be asking questions later, 237000 $436 unpaid taxes, interest, and penalties, and owes the NC Department of Revenue, which I would assume is North Carolina, $41,358 in taxes, penalties, and interest. Way to go, Rick. You owe more fucking people than a mafia goat. I mean, this is, you know, this is unreal. I mean, like I said, we, we, we went over the story of Ric Flair owing, you know, his soon to be or now ex-wife, God knows how much money. And now we find out he owes taxes too. Let me explain something to you, Rick. Every single week, my check gets treated like a dick. And as taxes sucked out of it, okay, every year, me and probably almost everyone listening on this network file fucking taxes. And if we owe, we pay. Because if we don't pay, we go to jail. I am so just fucking tired of this guy being an irresponsible 150-year-old fucking baby who just owes everybody. It, it's a fucking disgrace. And it's an insult to me as a working man that you're walking around owing all these taxes and just not able to, to, to be a responsible... You know, we mentioned this. This guy's going to die in the ring. He has no chance of retirement. None. Because he's just going to have to keep paying Tom to pay Dick, to pay Harry, to pay Jim, to pay Michael, whoever. What a fucking loser. What a loser. But while the phone lines are still open, I'm going to go to an email, Live at snsradionetwork.com. And it's from Blue Mystery, who, thank the Lord, is not yelling at us tonight. Hello, everybody. Blue Mystery here. 
This is my first email on TNA Chat Live, so here goes. First of all, I love TNA because my favorite wrestlers are here, RVD, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, and many more. I am so excited to see Velvet back. But why was she wearing so much makeup? She does not need it. She has natural beauty anyways. I have an opinion on aces and eights. I think D'Lo has something to do with Al Snow's absence, and I believe, in all caps, Briscoe and Garrett are involved also. I think they are going to turn on Kurt. Sorry, give me one moment. Thank you, email, for not cooperating. Ah, here we go. They're going to turn on Kurt maybe on Sunday. Interested to see who's behind this promo for January 3rd. My guess is abyss, since Joseph Parks is not allowed to wrestle no more. If not... It's Glacier Blood Runs Cold. Just kidding. On that note, until next time, Blue Mystery. Oh, wait, I forgot to mention, I still think Bully and Brooke are running aces and eights. Well, there you have it, an email from Blue Mystery. I don't know about them running aces and eights, but I, I have to agree with, with some of the things you said in this email. You know, D'Lo coming out last week and taking Al Snow's place you know, I think there's going to be some relevance to that. But in any event, Blue Mystery, thank you for the email. I really do appreciate it. With that said, we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, what's up, Bronx, man? It's Terrence, man. How you doing? What's up, bro? How you doing? Doing all right, man. Doing all right, man. Just uh, kicking back after watching TNA, man. Just uh, figure I'd drop you a line before it get too late. No problem, man. What's on your mind? Hey man, I thought the uh, I thought I thought the show was pretty good, uh, better than last week. Uh, very very interesting, you know, turnabout of of what they're doing now with the uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and Bully Ray and and Brooke Angle. Uh, Look like this is eventually is going to lead to uh, some type of ultimate separation between Hogan and Brooke down the line. Uh, as I've been championing, you know that. Somehow this may lead to Brooke being revealed as a backer of Aces and Eight down the road. But uh, I, I do like the fact that they are giving Brooke a, a, a bigger role than what she's had. Uh, they sort of, you know, making her earn her money. And I'm just interested to see where that's going to lead to uh, down the road because I think if done right, they could make this sort of like, uh, you know, years ago when. Stephanie was always, you know, going at Vince or Shane going at Vince. They could, they could really make a big pop out of this if it's done right. Well, I mean, and I know I'll get a lot of, you know, criticism for this. I find this more interesting than the AJ Cena angle. It seems like there's a little more involved to it. And I, I see the parallels. I also see the parallels of the shield to aces and fucking eights. So I think that, you know, again, I'm a person who breaks that cardinal rule that we sometimes have on these shows where we say not to compare the two companies. And I say, fuck it. I'm going to compare the shit out of them because it needs to be done because whether you like it or not, TNA may not be able to compete with WWE, but they are a second company. So, yeah, I'm going to compare storylines. And I think that 
you know, Brooke coming out. And, and it's that, that typical, almost like, you know, that attitude, man, that your kids get. Hey, listen, I'm old enough now to do what I want. You can't tell me shit. That's almost like the way Brooke is throwing it at Hulk. And Hulk is like, all right. I mean, he didn't want to make this match. But when Brooke come out and says, hey, you know, daddy, you, you know, you need to do this and that. And Hogan was like, all right, Aries, you know, it, it, Aries against Bully. And I'm wondering if this Sunday we see Brooke get involved somehow. Yes, I, I think that uh, I think that's what they're trying to do. Uh, it's hard to tell with TNA sometimes with the direction that they want to reveal stuff because, you know, they like to save stuff for TV and then they like to save stuff for their road pay-per-view. So it's, it's hard to tell and engage where they're going to let every everything, you know, pop loose. Uh, as we see, they want to, you know, build towards uh, lockdown. So it's hard to say when all this will will, will climax. But uh, very interested to see where it will go at. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. Well, a new Velvet was coming back, but finally bringing her back that was great. I didn't like how they, you know, brought her back. But I think they just wanted to hurry up, get her out there, and get the ball rolling. But I'm glad that she's back. I hope that will add a new wrinkle to the knockouts division and maybe freshen it back up. Definitely glad that she's back. She should have never left. But, you know, maybe TNA is going to do right by her. Maybe they will also, by bringing Velvet back, maybe down the line, Angelina Love, maybe Awesome Kong. But it, it was very good to see her back and right back in the middle of the knockouts uh, division tonight. No, I agree with you. You know, I agree with you. And yeah, you know, you never know, man. You know, Kong, well, you know, awesome Kong may be coming back at some point. I'm also pleasantly surprised to hear that uh, Eric Young re-signed. You know, I always thought of Eric Young as TNA's Santino, but funnier. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm glad yeah. he's... Go on, man. He's a talent, but TNA doesn't book him right where he could be booked stronger. And I remember a, a couple years ago when he had the uh, World Elite angle where he named the championship the global title. You know, he did pretty well at that, but then they just quickly made him a uh, sort of douchebag character where he never really became serious again. So I hope this time they, they do something more with him or, you know, at least expand on what he's doing because... It seemed like he had the TV show and it was doing good things, but they never really seemed to push him beyond just being a comedy figure. And I think, you know, Eric Young is, is a guy that, and I, I'm not an Eric Young fan, but the guy works hard. And if you look at Eric Young, he's been there longer than a lot of guys that they have either cut, let go, or for other reasons. Eric Young has been a mainstay there for a long time. No, I agree. But see, the thing is, I think he does have a niche in the comedy. And, and and I get what you're saying. He is good. He's good in the ring. He's good on the mic. But I do kind of enjoy him as being that kind of funny guy because I think he can pull it off. He He just, he's got that sense of humor, you know, and he's doing his own thing as well. I mean, he's got his TV show. And the fact that he resigned with TNA, I think is, you know, a positive and it, it just goes back to show you got excuse me velvet sky coming back she's back you've got ey resigning he'll be back soon hopefully 
you know, this is where I go back, man. I want your opinion on this. Jeff Hardy, he needs to shit or get off the pot, man. He needs to make up his fucking mind. That's just my opinion. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah we, we're at that point right now with him. I guess we like a couple of months till D-Day. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I got to wonder that, you know, Spike TV is going to have to kick some money in uh, with Bellator, you know, debuting in a, you know, less than, less than what, four or five weeks. Uh, with the big pay-per-view in San Antonio, which I will get to in a minute on that. I mean, it's a lot of key elements that are saying that they will refund him. Like I said before, I, I don't think they will choose uh, Sting over Jeff Hardy because, as we know, Sting gets 500 k a year for limited dates. So I think at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, Spike TV will kick in some money to keep him because if you look at all the money that they've been kicking around, and, and I love King Mo, but... I don't think King Mo will be as beneficial to TNA as Jeff Hardy will be and some other guys and other moves that they've made as far as money. This is the guy that you got to keep. This is your merchandise uh, guy. You know, just like Velma Sky, her merchandise as far as women's was moving and her popularity what they were doing. So this is the guy that you bring back. And if you don't bring Jeff Hardy back, I mean, this, this really... And, and, and no disrespect to TNA really makes you look real minor league by not signing this guy and letting him not go back to Vince, but just not being there really will make TNA look minor league that they couldn't keep the only true super superstar that they have. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you, you, you talk about merchandising. Look, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, you want to get those T-shirts sold. You want to get those action figures sold and, and definitely you know Jeff's the guy who's doing it right now and I think that he's done well in proving that he can be trustworthy now and the thing is is it TNA or is it him you know if it's him then if you're TNA you kind of got to play bad cop and say look man we need an answer from you we need it soon we're not going to wait 30 days before you're ready to go. We're not even going to wait 60 days. Put your foot down if you're Dixie and say, look, we need a fucking answer. And if we don't get one, that title has to come off you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, like I said, hopefully, you know, what Bruce Pritchard did now, you know, I think uh, over the past couple of years, you know, when they had other people in charge, you know, they let people go down to the last second and, and didn't negotiate. So, you know, I know Bruce Pritchard got to be hardballing on the numbers and stuff, but, you know, Spike TV, you know, with Jeff Hardy being on Eat Masters this past week and everything, they, they know how important this guy is, and they, they got to resign him. But uh, uh, lastly, man, I wanted to talk about why is lockdown going to be in the Alamo Dome? Um, unless TNA is going to reach out to the uh, Mexican fan base to draw... I, I don't see how this is going to be a successful pay-per-view. Unless their pay-per-view numbers and ratings are higher in San Antonio, I, man, I think this is a real risky move to uh, have this pay-per-view in the Alamo Dome, the Dome, where I think when the San Antonio Spurs played there years ago, it was set up for like 25, uh, about 25000 So this is a real gamble TNA taking. <clears throat> I mean, what do, you, what do you think of that, man? I mean, it, this is a hell of a gamble. Well, I mean, I appreciate you being fair. You know, you, you're you're a TNA fan like me, but I, I've noticed that you will not have a problem calling them out when they do something that we don't agree with. I agree with you. I don't think 
this is necessarily a good idea because look you don't want to fucking black out you know <laughs> tens of thousands of seats i mean unless you really put your freaking your your advertising behind this and you really push it and push it and push the shit out of it i i'll give them kudos for for having the balls to attempt it but are they going to fill that arena sadly with their advertising history and just how many people are willing to buy tickets no i don't think so i don't think they're going to fill that arena no way if they fill half of it god bless you tna i love you to death but if you fill half of it you're lucky I just don't understand the angle that, that they're taking to pull this off. I mean, like you say, if, if they set it up for 25000 I mean, TNA has never been known to sell that many tickets. I think the largest crowd that they ever had was probably uh, at the, uh, where they had the, I think, lockdown at the uh, uh, Songhead Center up in Boston a couple years ago. And I just don't think they can pull it off. And that would be real embarrassing to have a dome event and you only got, you know, 3,000, 4,000 people there paid. I know they're looking at the success they had on with the Slammiversary pay-per-view they sold out, but that was only like 5,500 people. Now you're talking about, you know, you know, you got a four or five times that. It's just a real gamble. Like I said, unless they're going to reach out to the Mexican fan base, get a lot of AAA fans to cross over to come up, I, I, I just think it's a real gamble. And, and what are they paying for that building? I mean, does Dixie Carter know somebody? Do they know somebody that rents that building out? Because it's not, it's not a cheap penny to rent the Alamo building out. Well, I mean, you know, I, I hope they don't go as far as to, you know, give out free green cards. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you do that. You're, you're talking about filling that motherfucker. You'll have guys swimming over to, you know, join <laughs> join that shit. But obviously I'm being stupid. But, you know, no, seriously, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, if if they do well, I'll be the first guy to clap my hands and say, God bless you, TNA. You did a great job. But if it turns out that, you know, they have to cover half the arena in, in a tarp, you're right. It ain't going to look good. I am, though, happy that they're going down to 10 pay-per-views a year. I'd cut it to eight, and I've said this time and time again. But, yeah, cutting out a few of them pay-per-views, especially the ones before your major pay-per-views, like Lockdown and Bound for Glory, you, you cut those two out, and it allows you to have a bigger buildup for your pay-per-view. So that's definitely a positive for them that they're going to 10. Yes, sir. Well, all right, man. Like I say, man, it's, it's a gamble. I hope it works. You know, maybe they got some big signing that we don't know about uh, down the pipe. You know, because I think it's going to take something big for them to draw. I know it's in San Antonio, so we know Shawn Michaels not going to show up. But uh, <laughs> I think they're going to have to have a rock, a rock the building moment in order to at least to get twenty grand in there, man. And I don't think you can give out that many tickets unless they're going to be, like you say, standing at the off-ramp just passing tickets out. But, you know, hopefully they can do it. We'll see you over the next three months. All right, brother. Enjoy the show, man. Talk to you next week. All right, Terrence. Take care, man. Thank you so much for the call. Bye, man. All right. Well, that's it. I'm about to shut this down. This Sunday, you know, definitely... Check out the TNA pay-per-view. Now, I have a couple of network notes, as we always have at the end of the show. Tomorrow night, check out the open book with the sensational Sean and Ashley at 11 p.m. Of course, check out the 
archives here on the SNS Radio Network, the Midweek Elite Force Podcast with Chuck W., the Weekend Elite Force Podcast with Walkie and Mindwipe. And, yeah, you know what? What's up with this whole this Star Trek argument that's going on out there about, I mean, I'm hearing JJ talking about, you know, spaceships being able to fly through the atmosphere and shit and, you know, getting heat and all this stuff. I mean, wow. Definitely check that out. All the other archives, you know, running the ropes, the hard way, the whole indie show, Beyond the Bell, and of course, this Tuesday, Wrestling News Live, back at its usual time, 9 p.m. Eastern, with myself and JJ Sexay. Uh, had a great time last week with uh, Trey showing up and me, you know, making Farley basically my bitch. Had a good time doing that. We've got a ton of content on the network. And the site, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to snsradionetwork.com, we're all spruced up for Christmas. The site looks awesome. Very, very cool. Getting into the holiday spirit. Now, this Sunday for the TNA pay-per-view, I am not 100% sure what is going to go down. I want to bring you guys a show, and I will bring you guys a show. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to do a show Sunday come hell or high water. If I'm solo, we're going to do something a bit different. What we're going to do is I want you guys to call in during the entire show. We're going to start Sunday night showdown. I'm going to tell you what's going on in the pay-per-view. And damn it, I want you guys to call in and join me. That is one possible outcome. I may be with a co-host. That is another possible outcome. But any way you look at it, this is the last pay-per-view for TNA this year. Hell, if you want to believe the Mayans, it may possibly be the last TNA pay-per-view ever. Ever. That's right. After this Sunday, you may never hear my beautiful baritone voice on a Sunday night showdown again. And that is the true tragedy of December 21st. But in any way, shape, or form, there will be some coverage of the pay-per-view this Sunday. Check it out. One last thing. We are kicking ass. We are taking names. We are owning motherfuckers. Kind of like the way I owned Anthony on Tuesday. On 4down.org. Make sure you head over to 4down.org and put in your picks for TNA's pay-per-view this Sunday. Because right now we are number one and I want us to stay there. There are two pay-per-views left for the year 2012. I want us to remain the dominant force on the internet when it comes to pro wrestling. So go, head on over to 4down.org, put in your picks, check out all the shows, check out everything that's going on on the SNS Radio Network. Also on the Facebook page, 
JJ has requested that you put in your favorite moments of 2012 for our Wrestling News Live special, the best of 2012. JJ needs your help. We want to know what your favorite moments of Wrestling News Live were this year. We want to know your favorite interviews. We want to know what's been, what you thought was funny, what you thought was just crazy. Anything you want, head on over to Facebook, put that in. As of right now, I'm out. The Bronx father got to go and earn that paycheck tomorrow. And again, yes, I am the walrus. With that being said, thank you to all the callers, the emailers, the listeners, the chatters. I love you motherfuckers to death. Even Anthony. This has been TNA Chat Live only on the SNS Radio Network.